From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. This is Eric Wakeling here with Matt Doan. Yes, it's good to be with you once again. Always. Always good to be with you, Maddie. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. I have a big question to start this off with. Okay, let's go. Out the how, shoot. How many? Okay. Uh-huh. How many uh-huh. A's Angels games did you go to over the weekend? Oh yeah, the A's were in town. Yeah, for the end of Anaheim. the season. Yes. Last three games of the baseball season. Yes, I'm very, very. Did you sad. go to zero? I'm disappointed to say I went to zero. Oh my goodness! I thought for sure you were going to go to. Well, I was two. scheduled to go Friday. Okay. Um, gracious uh, friends here at Calvary. Yeah. I mean, uh, I saw us. tickets for like a dollar on StubHub. <laughs> yeah. I think you could have made it. They would pay you a dollar. you needed the friends. <laughs> they would pay you. <laughs> but yeah, we had excellent, excellent seats on oh, Friday okay. night, and I had to forego that because um, I had my parents in town. They kind of made a last minute oh. adjustment to their schedule. So we went to Oak Glen on Friday. I know that's a place dear to your heart. Apple picking. Went apple picking, got some apple donuts. <laughs> you've not been up to Oak Glen before, you need to. It's a great experience. I wouldn't go on a Saturday or Sunday, though. And I know that's probably the only time that most of us can go up there. You went on the Friday, like, all day? But I went on a Friday, yeah. Dang. With that's the amazing. Yep. A lot of homeschool families up there. <laughs> a lot of homeschool families. I haven't been there, though, since my kids were more little and would want, oh, yeah. would want to. So you still got the young ones. Yeah, that we you still got kinda... a couple little guys. And yeah. It's just good tradition to go yeah. up there. So we took my parents up there. And then some th- things with them on Friday. And so I wasn't able to go to that game. And then Saturday I had a commitment. And then Sunday I was just here at church. What and a- the game started at 12. Oh, no, it wasn't 1 yeah. o'clock. It was 12. So in Major League Baseball, all the final games of the final day all That's start right. at 12. So Eastern Pacific. I thought, though, maybe like your Sunday morning life group you lead would have just dismissed you or something. <laughs> like, hey, your greatness why don't- I was almost going to text you and say, hey, bro, uh, let's just bail and go to the game. Yeah. Anyway. I would have enjoyed going with you. But we didn't. But yeah, <laughs> as we've talked about ad nauseum here, I love the Oakland A's. They yeah. finished with 50 wins and... Uh, <laughs> 112 <laughs> losses. So that was actually was even worse season. than the And Angels, announced they were right? moving. Announced <laughs> they were moving to a oh, different man. city. So it was, it was a rough year to be an Oakland A's fan. Okay, so have you officially departed? No, 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 no. You're sticking with them. I'm going to stick with them for a little bit. Actually, Las Vegas is closer to us than it is than we are to Oakland. Oh, that's true. But I just, it, it's my ties to my NorCal roots. So I don't know if I'll still root for them, but in the time being, they don't move, I think, till another couple years. So. Oh, that's true. A couple years. Yeah. Speaking of Las Vegas. Yes. I am a big time hater on Las Vegas. Wait, what? Normally, like, I don't like going to Vegas. Why not? What do you mean, why not? It's awful. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's more like, why? I do get, like, some people enjoy going to the shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, that's Celine Dion. That's great. You know, uh, you want to go Blue Man Group, whatever. The, what are the guys that do the Tigers? Siegfried and Roy. Oh, yeah. Siegfried and Roy. I think one of pretty sure they're away. both dead. They both they got, like, eaten by tigers or something. <laughs> I think, actually, that did yes, happen. Yes. So, I mean, that's, I mean, they had a good run. I heard one time that <laughs> somebody said, if your cat was able to, it would kill you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, that's what I don't understand. Like one little thing goes wrong. I'm like, Charlie, even on accident, will sort of bite down too hard if I'm like giving him a treat or uh-huh. something. That's your dog. Sorry. Yeah. It's not like my other son. 
my secret son. Uh, no, but yeah, my, my dog. And so you're just like, oh, if that was a lion or a hippo yeah. or whatever, these people have strange zoo right. animals and that thing would just kill you. Speaking of that. <laughs> you had to look at your face a little kind of cheeky. Well, speaking of that, I yes. just read this week um, and I posted it to, to you as well <laughs> that someone, speaking of baseball too, someone at a Philadelphia Phillies game this week tried to enter the stadium with a service animal. But the service animal was an alligator. Yes. They tried to pass off that this alligator was their service animal. And they got denied and got all upset and like went to the press about it. I think that's so funny and absurd. What would you want your service animal to be if you could choose? Oh, any service animal? Yeah. Mm. Maybe an elephant. (laughs) (laughs) Might be a little... I don't know. Just like, like, I get stressful, like getting an elephant around. Like you can't really take it on a plane no, or a restaurant or. All right. Maybe that sounds a little too far. <laughs> All right. What could I do? What would you do? Let I'd, me think about this. I, take I, this I don't need any time to think about this. Oh, okay. I would do a llama. <laughs> Llamas <laughs> are happy, happy animals They're You can pet them because they got like a lot of hair. They do have some sharp teeth, but that would, actually, that would actually work to your advantage. <laughs> I like in Napoleon Dynamite when he has to go yeah. feed the llama and he has like a sort of like a tray of casserole or something and he just scooping it with a spoon and just eat your food, Tina, and like chucks it at her. I haven't <laughs> thought about that movie in many years, but that was that is that might be one I need to introduce to the family. That's an incredible movie. Oh, you should. That's like a line we say in our house, like, eat your food, Tina. <laughs> that lard. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Timestamp. Timestamp. Oh, yeah, time, time stamp six minutes, Eric, talking about Tina. Um, but yeah, so vague. Oh, oh, but what would my animal yeah. be? I think actually, I'm pretty into Bengal tigers. I think Whoa. Bengal tigers are cool, like the real stripy ones, like the orange and black. So you're just cruising into the mall with a Bengal tiger. But this tiger. is this is kind of the issue though, because could it ever be tame, or would I get Siegfried and Roy? You know, <laughs> it's possible. I just saw this like. Uh, an Instagram reel video because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't do uh, TikTok cause I'm over 40. So yes. I do Instagram okay, reels. That's appropriate. And, uh, that was these people. It looked like it was like, it looked like in India, like, mm-hmm. uh, and there are a bunch of people in a pool and then all of a sudden they all are screaming and getting out of the pool. And there's a Bengal tiger swimming in the pool, like up what? to them. Yeah. So I don't know if it was wild and like jumped into some sort of, wilderness resort is he like hunting or was he just like hey guys can i play that's the thing with these videos sometimes like (laughs) you don't have a beginning you don't have an ending you just see this thing happening you're like well that happened i don't know if all those people got eaten or what wow but he looked cute and happy but i feel like he might have been cute and happy because he wanted a little snack (laughs) he was starving he's a bitey he's a bitey cat like we talked about bitey sharks yes we did a missions trip to albania several years ago and we're on the beach uh, doing like a beach camp with the uh, kids in albania and this guy walked by with a bear just a giant bear and he was you could Give him like, like on a leash. Yeah, you give him some Albanian money to take a photo with it. Oh. He only would take Albanian money in Albania. <laughs> that's, that's just an interesting <laughs> distinction. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, you had to give you him take some. You can take a picture of that. That's interesting. I remember being on a street in Mexico in a town called Bucerias. Yeah, this is down near Puerto Vallarta, uh-huh. and we would do missions work in this area. But I was like driving, and it was a side street, like not a main highway. Yeah. And all of a sudden we're at a light and in front of us at the light 
is a truck with a trailer behind it with a <laughs> that is like a cage, and inside of it was a full male lion. <laughs> and it was just like a one, like a single cage, almost like the like the little train ride at Disneyland, yes, you know, or whatever. Yes. And it's just a full male lion in there. And I'm just like, I don't know what's going on, man. This is crazy. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's just oh. it's just like free for all. Oh, that's on. amazing. Yeah, so Okay, so that's okay, back to all people that. are screaming to be like, okay, get back your Vegas, Vegas story. Yeah, why why are you bring Vegas? My friends, the time has come. It is here. You two is back in town. It's a beautiful day. It, gun, it gun, really is. They're like ending the show with that. I've been looking I've at the last this. couple uh yeah. set lists because yeah. I've been examining the set lists. So it's lists. not just going to a U2 concert for you, but it's going to a U2 concert in the new sphere. Yes, this place, the sphere, is incredible yeah. looking, like mind blowing. Maybe I hope you've like watched some sort of. I spent about thirty minutes this week TikTok or YouTube at, or something at YouTube clips. Yeah. yeah, Instagram reels if you're over forty. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's wild. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, so this is just like a giant actual ball like a huge sphere that can hold twenty thousand people right but seated like an amphitheater not yeah. like a basketball like an arena. Old roman theater yeah right? it just goes yeah which actually should be a theater not an amphitheater because right. we say it wrong in america but um that's where we can get some bible nerddom going on uh <laughs> or some like or men that care about roman <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. roman empire how many times have you thought about the roman empire today <laughs> thought about it just now uh, <laughs> so um but yeah, so it's just amazing. And the entire inside, it's this huge sphere. It's like, did you ever go to like the space museum when you were a kid? Yes. Like, cause we are like those kind of places. Yes, planetarium. Observatory. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Planetarium kind of thing. Cause we would always go to the Ruben H. Fleet Space Museum in San Diego <laughs> and go watch like the crazy like laser video yeah. shows. This is like that on steroids, like yeah. just massive. Incredible. Those things held like 200 people. You're, yes, I see that hand, Matthew. So I have two <laughs> two worries about this concert for okay. you and for anybody else. Okay. And I just want to bring them out in the open, okay. and then you can refute them or be prepared for them. Okay. I'm just trying to help you as a brother not be disappointed. <laughs> One is, in the clips I saw, I felt like the music of U2 was kind of like in the background of how amazing the sphere was. Yes. And maybe just the clips I saw were the very beginning where people were kind of wowed, and then they eventually settled in. But it was almost like, hey, guys, we're up here in the stage. Like, So do you have any fear about that? Like you're going to lose the music and the just awe-inspiring like, okay, so I've visuals? Thought, I've thought about this because I think you make a good point here. All right. So I'm going to give you credit for this point. Thank you. But I also have some thoughts about it. Please. Because I've deeply thought That's about why this. I, I, knew you, I knew you had been. <laughs> um, so I do think that there will be a level that it's like you're looking around and not just staring at the band. Yeah. Now, I did watch like half the concert on somebody's like stream uh -huh. that they put up. I, I stopped myself from watching the whole thing. Sure. But a lot of it is also not just incorporating like scenery or decor. It's also incorporating the band on the screen. Yes. So that way, cause like it goes pretty high. Yeah. And I was looking at the people like way up high. They're really far away from the actual band. Yeah. It's a small stage. Yeah. And so then it's just like, so you're kind of, it's kind of trying to integrate the band with the screen, which is cool. I did see these wild like landscapes though, when like where the streets have no name was starting mm -hmm. and it just looked like you were actually in a desert. Yes. And I mean, it was so realistic. It was crazy how much it looked like you're in yeah. the desert. And um, so I feel like some of that kind of stuff, you could kind of get distracted. Sure. But I also think that the sound is going to be so immersive 
when you're there compared to just like watching a YouTube clip yeah. that you're just going to be enveloped by it, like yeah. in, in a crazy way, Ryan rail, our tech, uh, extraordinaire here at Calvary, um, sound guy, but like, and more, yeah, <laughs> totally. um, he, uh, he was like telling me, I'm not going to be able to like say what he said. Cause I can't remember <laughs> it, but it was like, he was describing how the speakers are going to be like the most like accurate, able to like, Huh. completely immerse you in everything. Yeah. They could even make like certain parts of the room hear certain things compared to other parts Whoa. of the room. Like it was crazy. Like you could have a different experience on one side I of the room. Know. Versus I was kind of trying to enter totally interesting. Maybe we'll have to bring him on the pod. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that'd be good. So, Cause he's going with you to one of these I'm shows. I'm actually taking him on Thursday yeah, okay. to my first show. You know I'm taking what? Ryan. We should Rail. have a little recap of yes, this. Yes. If anyone's interested. I know we probably won't record next Monday. Okay. Well, in a couple weeks. Cause it's our pastoral staff retreat the yeah. next week, but yes, in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, that's going to be, okay. That's exciting. Okay. And second question. Yes, yes sir. Um, I hope we're not losing our, our listener here, no, but no, they'll um, like it. They'll like it. I was a little sad too. <laughs> and I know that there's a full understanding, full disclosure, but that Adam Clayton no. is not part of no, the, no, 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 not Adam Clayton, <laughs> Larry Mullen, Larry Mullen, the drummer, the drummer <laughs> Yes, is not part of this. He's recovering from some surgeries. Correct. And this is like the first time that you two has never really played without one of their yeah. members. Yeah. They Does that feel like, weird to you? Yeah, they did play like one show, I think, without Adam Clayton when he had like a serious like drug issue back yeah, like that's in right. the I remember like reading about that eighties or yeah. something. I forget. Um, and but yeah, I mean it's it's a bummer for sure. And like the YouTube community, which I am part of, yes. So like the hardcore community yeah. is like very divided about this. Uh, so a lot of people are really mad that they're even doing it, right? And they think, and I think, right, I think it's true that the only reason they're doing it is because they committed to this venue. Yeah. So the Sphere is this huge, expensive, billion yeah. dollar, billion something right. dollar venue. And they were supposed to like kick it off with these 25 shows. Yeah. And then they found out Larry's having to have this back surgery. Yeah. So they, they got this guy named Bram something. Who's incredible in his own right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he's from the Netherlands, young guy. And I guess everyone says like he is, and it sounded good from what I heard, but like, he is really trying to just be like a Larry Mullen copycat, yeah. like in a good kind of way. Like yeah. he's not kind of like doing it different. Yeah. So I don't know. I think we're like, once everybody's in there, everyone's been just like, okay, this is awesome. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but we got over that quickly yeah, once we were inside. Yeah. We do miss Larry. So uh, I am so excited for you to experience that Thank this you. coming weekend. Did you know it's that awesome. you two, their first name, the first name of the band? No. The Larry Mullen band. Oh really? Yeah, the Larry Mullen band. No he started way. it. He started it. He wow. like put the ads up looking for the other guys. Yeah, and then uh, it was called the Larry Mullen oh, band that's at first. Awesome. So every once in a while, like you, or Bono will refer to them as the Larry Mullen band. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, which is kind of cool. That's so, good. Uh, so it's especially sad that he's not there. But yeah, so I'm hyped. I'm excited. I'm going on Thursday. And then Ryan Rail on Friday morning is going to fly home, and my wife's going to fly out. <laughs> my wife, and then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, I'll go on Saturday also, and then now, we come home read, Sunday, so I'll miss church on Sunday. I did read this weekend too. Don't worry, I'm speaking. I got you, man. I got you, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I did read too that they're going to incorporate kind of others, like it's not the same set list every night. So you might see here on Friday what you you hear yes. definitely on Saturday. Okay, so this is another thing. So I tracked this too because they said the first night that it's going to be different set lists. The second night was exactly the same as this as the first night. So oh. everyone's like, "What? What is he doing? Maybe it's like in like in these groupings because it's yeah. like two times last weekend, two times next weekend. Right. So maybe it'll change a little bit. But yeah. anyway, we'll see. Yeah. I'll, I'll be happy no matter what. Okay. Well, we look forward to hearing your report on that. It's gonna be great. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, 
This uh, also, I think, will be the first time I ever hear the song Acrobat played live, which huh. is one of my favorite songs. Yeah. I even used to, back in the early 2000s, have a blog called An Acrobat Search. Because <laughs> uh, there's this, li- I really love this song, and it says, I must be an acrobat to talk like this and act like that. And it's just a person trying to, like, struggling with living out the things yeah. that they say. Yeah. And I remember, like, that was a good thing for me to do in my life like mm-hmm. okay like I, I need to actually live out the things mm-hmm. that I say so um and I, I want to be that but I'm also recognizing that I and all of us at some level are yeah. are acrobats still yeah. that we still try to actually live out the things right. we talk about so yeah. that's good for us as pastors to consider so anyway yeah that's exciting um yeah man I don't know what's anything else going on with you just Oof. like normal normal life yeah, I think so. Um, Dude, I had to go to a wedding this weekend, which I like weddings, but it was in San Diego on oof. Saturday night. Uh-huh. So preaching Sunday morning. We've talked about the whole, like, yes. do you like going? Protecting your time. And I say, yeah. like, I usually just try to live my life. Yeah. But a four o'clock wedding in Rancho Bernardo yeah. was gnarly. Yeah. So just having to drive home late and then just get up ready to go in the morning. And I was feeling it like. <laughs> it was awesome, but it was like rainy on Saturday yeah, too. It was, I know. And we were feeling it for this couple who's a teacher at the mm-hmm. school my wife teaches at. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's an awesome, awesome wedding ended up being, but it was like stressing. They were kind of holding us back, like, don't yeah. go sit down, don't go sit down. And then they're kind of like, okay, go sit go, down. Go, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it started to rain again. And then people were pulling out umbrellas and the, yeah. the DJ guy was like, Hey, please, we'd like every, we're going to start. Would everybody please take their umbrellas down? I've we, been we, at a wedding that's done this because yeah, they we, want the photos and yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah, not a bunch of black umbrellas. It's kind of <laughs> depressing looking. Um, but uh, yeah, so got, and then I remember just like Sunday morning, I'm just like, okay, here we go. Guys, like, <laughs> get, get going. So, anyway. well, that leads in well. So, we continued our Faith Like This series. That's right. And going through Luke 7 and 8, and we're well into Luke 7 now. And this was an interesting passage. It was a long passage. And there's talks about kids playing memorial bands, (laughs) funerals, and all kinds of good (laughs) stuff in here. Uh. And so it was this whole idea of John the Baptist shows up again, which is, I believe, the last time we read about JTB in Luke, in the Gospel of Luke. Um, Yeah, set the the scene for us. What What did you enjoy talking through? Um, what do no, you remember you set, about it? You said the scene. What do you remember? <laughs> well, I got oh, You actually have no. Oh, okay. I was I trying have to. Notes. I was trying to suss out if you were, uh, <laughs> if you were in the room or not. <laughs> uh, uh, wait, before we talk about the sermon, my son. Yes, dude. Yeah. It was that so was, awesome. Yeah. Thanks for what you said at the end, the benediction. Um, that was really kind and sweet of you to encourage him and shout him out. So Samuel's first time. Yeah. Um, kind of perform. He had been playing in the background a few times on Sunday mornings, but his first time actually participating in leading a worship song. Yeah. In what we call big church, right? The, That's right. The, the 9 a.m. English service. Yeah. So. He was on that kind of front stage yeah. part and he actually sang by yes. himself. Yes. On like a couple verses. He was really like, nervous. He was, you could, I'm you sure. could kind of sense it. But, but uh, I, th- I thought it sounded good. Yeah. So I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, I, and I was just like hyped for him. I always get like excited when. It's sort of anybody like first time of doing yes. that, but especially a sophomore in yes. high school. Good yeah. grief. That kid, man, like this is your kid. So let me do the bragging because I'm <laughs> I'm like I'm all hyped on Samuel Doan right now. But like, I mean, he's like a multi-tool player, man. Yeah. When you think about this, like he's on the surf team, he's on the baseball team, he plays guitar and sings. Yeah. I mean, ladies. I can give out the I can give out the digits if you're. If uh, only we could get him to make his bed. 
the full package there. and like playing worship so he's like wanting to seek after the lord yeah. and just so cool like, yeah yeah so yeah but seriously podcast at calvarylife.org and i'll give you samuel's number if <laughs> no you need it. no no let's <laughs> let, let's hold off on that for now uh but huge shout out to Josh Wathen too for it's not yeah. only Samuel but he's he gives yeah. so many different people chances to totally. participate and leading us in worship and he doesn't always hold back age I mean Josh his story's crazy I think he was <laughs> leading like consistently at his church at like 13 14 yeah yeah and sometimes we forget this he first came on staff here at Calvary Josh mm-hmm. Wathen was he 20 when he did his like tryout sort yeah. of like Sunday when he came for to, to see, he was 20 years old. Yeah. I think he was 21 when we hired him, right. I think. Yeah. But right. just incredible. So I think he sees, oh, people gave me a chance yeah. at an early age. And so, so yeah, I love the generations. Yeah. Getting to lead us. That was great. It's good. Got to lead them. <laughs> um, so yeah. So we set the scene. This is right after Jesus mm-hmm. raised someone from the dead. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, I love how this passage started. And I pointed this out, but. The passage starts with John's disciples came to him and told him everything Jesus had been doing. Yeah. And then because John's the, Matthew 11 tells us that he's in prison at this yeah. point. And so then they tell him everything Jesus is doing. And then John's like, well, you just go, you know, ask him, is he the one that we've been waiting for? Yeah. The one we've been expecting. And then mm-hmm. Jesus's response is, Go tell John everything I'm doing, <laughs> which I think is so classic right. Jesus. Like right. it's such a classic moment where he's like, I do think it's kind of like uh, almost like when he's like re- reinstating Peter in John mm. 21. I could, I, mm-hmm. this is actually just striking me now. It's mm. funny. Like as you talk things out, sure. Um, but when, when in John 21, where Jesus is just like, do you love me? You know? And it's like, of course, Peter's kind of like, dude, yeah, I love you, you know, come yeah. on. But he's just like, feed my lamps. I want you to hear this, like, hear this again, yes. hear this again, and hear this again three yeah. times. And it's like to John, John's having this moment. I'm sure he is just in a dark, like, difficult literally. spot. Yeah, literally. literally in some sort of dungeon or whatever. Yeah. He's about to die. Yeah, and then, yeah, and it's not like hopeful that he will soon get out. He mm-hmm. gets his head chopped off mm-hmm. pretty soon here. And that's a bummer. You know, to me, that sounds not great. (laughs) (laughs) Not something anyone's looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, and, and he's just like, I need a little, I need a little hope here. I need a little reassurance. I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I'm just not sure. And, and it's true. Like I was, you know, and reading commentaries and just even thinking about it. Like, so Jesus was doing some stuff maybe differently than he would have thought. Is he going to, supposed to come in like judgment and fire and like being all weird desert, like, Right. You know, locust eating dude. Well, you even compared the two, right? It was like John <laughs> yeah. the Baptist came um, um, fasting. Yeah. Jesus is feasting. Yeah. And just like they have such opposite like yeah. ministries yeah. that I could see JTB like, <laughs> wait a minute. We're not on the same page here. We're I feel like we're doing things differently that I just totally misread this whole situation. Right. Or I just need some reassurance that I'm on the right path. Yeah. And so Jesus is just like, I think him even being like, just tell him what I've been doing. Yeah. And he'll be like. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Because we don't know JTB's, like, response, but you got to figure there was some encouragement from that. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. And so that's that's just an interesting, like, aspect to the story of just Jesus and John doing things so differently. Yeah, and I love to... This has been something we've touched on here in the podcast as well, but this whole kind of movement that we've been hearing a lot about the last couple years with people deconstructing their faith Mm -hmm. and the idea of, like, 
uh, I don't know exactly what I believe anymore. One of the things that people often have even told me specifically is I didn't feel like I had enough places and spaces at Calvary to express doubts mm-hmm. or questions. And I don't know if that was their own insecurity or that was the way that, you know, leaders in their churches like kind of presented things. But there was a sense of like, I, I, I want to have be open and wrestle with this stuff, not to lose my faith, but mm-hmm. to grow my faith. Like, yeah, exactly. I just have these things that are just kind of lingering in my mind of is this really how it is. And I think you gave such a great line here. You said, we all need reassurance in our spiritual journey. Yeah. Um, and I wrote in parentheses there, doubts and faith can go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's sometimes if we freak out and we're like, ah, is it, is it true? Was Paul really the one that, you know, was sent by God to, to lead the early church and to write these letters? Was, did Jesus really do all these things? And it's like, okay, I can, I can wrestle with these things yet also use them as a way to grow faith, not lose faith. And I thought that was a really key point mm. that you brought up uh, this weekend. And then you even asked the question, where do you need reassurance in your life? And then you should follow that up with, maybe you just show yourself some grace. Yeah. <laughs> even in that question, right? Yeah. Like if John the Baptist needs yes. it, you know, <laughs> like, I right. mean, we're going to need it. Like, yeah. and don't think you're not going to need it. Like yeah. you're absolutely going to need some reassurance at some point and mm-hmm. some, some grace and some in the midst of doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might not even be like doubt sounds like you don't believe anymore or something or you don't believe it. But like sometimes it can just be like I'm scared or mm-hmm. I'm nervous or I don't know. Like I'm not totally sure. And so like that's the whole thing of assurance, like yes. reassurance. And it's yes. just like, yes, please, Lord, give me that reassurance. Right. Um, and I think God meets that prayer. Mm-hmm. God longs for us to share our hearts. The Psalms are all about that. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting. So many of the Psalms start with, where are you, God? I don't get this. Yeah. But then they end a lot of these Psalms with like, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you are God. Yeah. I know you love me. Um, I will follow you. Right. Yeah. I'll yeah. praise you. It's interesting, like how sometimes Jesus, as we'll see as these stories continue, like on the boat, or whatever, like, why do you have so, like, oh, ye of little faith or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, or where's your faith? Mm-hmm. Sometimes he calls people out for having yeah. these kind of moments. Good point. And then sometimes he sort of reassures here. He's so cryptic. He's just like, <laughs> go tell him what you've seen, you know? And yeah. like, we think that's reassuring. It should be. Sure. Cause I think it would be, mm-hmm. um, and especially as it like goes on to list all the things that like, at least Luke was saying were the things that he was doing were like all the prophetic right. like signs of the Messiah. <laughs> right. right. Um, Great point. And so, like you hope that is, but sometimes he's calling people out and I'm just kind of like, what's the, like, I think the right answer is we don't really know, but like, what's uh-huh. the like difference between the people he sort of chastises or, uh-huh. or challenges maybe a little harder. Like it's the 12, I think sometimes mm-hmm. the 12 get like mm-hmm. a little like harder treatment and maybe like, cause you know, much like, you yeah. know, much is required or right. expected of these guys. Right. They had the privilege of seeing so much more than everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And then definitely like the Pharisees get like more hardcore called out. Mm-hmm. And that could be because it's like uh, he knows. I mean, we actually we actually read that he almost like he does like read their minds. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> this Sunday's passage oh, yeah. from um, 736 to 50 talks about that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like he knows their minds are yeah. corrupt and thinking in right. scheming. Right. Not mm-hmm. these aren't genuine, honest questions. They're mm-hmm. they're uh, they're not cool questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, I could like call in from Vegas if you want me to get any like. Is there like, it's like a sinful, it was like a prostitute, <laughs> a woman, you know, or whatever. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of those Wait, going what? on. Isn't that what this, or is it just Mary, your passage for, it's like anointed by a sinful woman. <laughs> <laughs> if 
you need like firsthand? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm kind of lost in what you're talking about. So, okay, yeah, yeah. If I need some some real life yeah. stories, yeah, 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 you can just pull pull your phone out the hotel yeah, if they room. want. Yeah, if they would anoint Jesus's feet or whatever it is. Well, that's a good question. I, would Jesus <laughs> Would Jesus go to Vegas? I think Jesus would definitely go to Vegas, but for different reasons than most people go to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, he would be it's... there to give them the living water as they. Yeah. Search for the waters of Bellagio. Although, yeah. Although, <laughs> interestingly, Jesus does not spend a lot of time in the Decapolis, like yeah. in the Roman cities. Good point. Um, like he does go across the lake and then like cast these demons mm-hmm. out of this guy, but then he kind of bails right after that. Yeah. yeah. And he does. It's like we don't see him go to Batian or Scythopolis, these right. like cities that are these big Roman centers of luxury and entertainment. Right. They would have been the Vegas of the day. Yeah. And like it's. Like this one that we go to on the Israel trips, like that would have been there at the time. It's amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. And it not that far. Mm-hmm. It's like equally, I think it's like similar distances like Nazareth is uh-huh. to um to the uh, Galilee. Yeah. And so anyway, like he would have um he didn't spend time there. So it's yeah. kind of interesting. It is, you know. Um anyway. Yeah, just you, kind of a yeah I mean last, last week we talked about the um the centurion or a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. And so there is interactions that Jesus has with Roman authority, officials, mm-hmm. obviously Pilate and <laughs> questioning him. Yeah, but they're in those but in yeah. Jewish towns. Right, right. right. Yeah. It doesn't you're right. I've kind of quite made that connection before. I know. It doesn't seem like he's going to interact in the Roman world a ton. Right. Um, although there was specifics of him sending out disciples to some of those places. For sure. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, it is. So who knows? I think he would have been uh he would have been interested in the people of Vegas, but maybe not the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, okay, so then yeah. the the story from John the Baptist then moves on to one of the weirdest terrible stories of of the Gospel of Luke. It's like your children played their flutes for the memorials, or they well, celebrated. it's even weirder than that because it's like it's not even just that your children played their flutes or whatever and sang these songs. Is that your children playing games? Yeah. To- like, wait, where is it? Let me find it exactly. Ah, my pages are falling out of like my of Luke and my Bible. You know what? What? Show me a Bible that's falling apart, <laughs> and I'll show you a life that's not. <laughs> I know. This Bible's only 10 months old, though, so oh, it's, no. <laughs> it's, it shouldn't oh, be no. falling out yet. I do spend a lot of time in Luke this last year. Um, but he says, <laughs> they're like children playing a game in the public square. They complain to their friends. Huh. We played wedding songs and you didn't dance, and we so we played funeral songs and you didn't weep. Yeah, uh, it's just such a because that's why my joke was like, <laughs> what little kids complain this to their friends? Like I these know. like weird kids back then, or right. what? You know, right? <laughs> yeah, there's such that, like that's like that's like a wrapped in cultural mm-hmm. uhness that I just is lost on a lot of us. And it doesn't really talk about like the origins of this little expression. It's just kind of like, I was trying to look it up and it's just like, nah, this is just like something that was said, I guess. Like almost like a little idiot idiom or saying or something. Yeah, it's like a saying. Um, And, and uh, it's interesting because it's a cool saying because it's just like, look, we played you a happy song and you weren't happy. We played you a sad song and you weren't sad. Yeah. Like we, we said, let's party and celebrate. And mm-hmm. you're like, nah, you complained. And we said, let's mourn and grieve. And you're like, nah. And you complained. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like most yeah. church members. <laughs> oh, wait, never mind. Wow. I don't think that, Matt. Wow. <laughs> no one at Calvary. I'm thinking of other, <laughs> oh, yeah, other, churches. other churches I've served at. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah. 
We did get some complaints here and there, probably. Uh, so John the Baptist not about, would... Not about music. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, <we> both laugh. <laughs> Evilly. Um, yeah, exactly. So yeah, John the Baptist okay. more kind of associated with the weeping part of that. Jesus mm-hmm. more with the celebratory, eating, yeah. dining, feasting. Yeah. Um, and yet there was people that rejected both. Yeah, exactly. That was the point I tried to make out of that. Because like the very next thing it says is like, hey, John the Baptist came. And he wasn't eating and drinking, and you called him demon-possessed. Yeah. <laughs> and then I came eating and drinking, and you called me a drunkard and a glutton. Right. And so he's just like, look, guys, like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's like, you know, Jesus is <laughs> like, hey, come on, guys. Yeah. Let's let's stop this. Let's yeah. not be absurd. But I do think it does have that sense of, like, you gotta you got to have a response to all this. Mm. You can't just be blah in the middle. Mm. You can't just have no response. You can't, apathy is mm. not an option. Like mm-hmm. it's gotta be like acceptance or rejection mm. or, or like, or it just not even like yes or no. It's like have some sort of engagement. Like, yeah, if you're weeping at this, great. That shows that your heart is connected yeah. or celebrate. Cause that also shows your heart's connected. Yeah. Um, but you just gotta have your heart connected. Interesting. Right? I don't know. That seems to be something that, I mean, you've touched on this a couple times in Luke. That seems seems to be a common theme, right? As you're mm. hearing the evidence of Jesus unfolded in this gospel, yeah. there's just no middle indifference, right? That's yeah. a, that's <laughs> that's a real acceptable answer. Right. It's either you believe he's Messiah and you respond appropriately mm. or you walk away. Mm-hmm. 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 Agreed. Getting my papers out, see if there's anything else in here. That well, I, I did want to kind of take a little side note. Ooh, so please, then kind dude. of towards the top, you talked about, hey, let me just take a side note too in the in this message and talk about translations. Oh, yeah. I thought that was great. Oh, good. It was actually something that came up over the weekend um, with one of my kids asking, why is there different translations? So oh, it was like, good. oh, I wish I would have known like, oh, well, on <laughs> Sunday morning, you're going to hear yeah, about this. Here's... But uh, I just decided, seriously, look, I just decided to do that. Because the word Messiah is not in the NLT. Yeah, it's... Or I mean, not in the Greek, but it's in the NLT. Yes. And so I'm just like, "Mm, that feels like worth talking about. Mm -hmm. Like, why do they choose to say Messiah there, Mm -hmm. even though it doesn't say Messiah? And uh, it's more of a Hebrew word Mm -hmm. kind of anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, like even like had Hebrew like on the screen Mm -hmm. um, for it. But it's like, yeah, it's just like, John the Baptist is more like, is, is he him, the one coming, you know, or yeah. like, it's kind of Greek is an interesting language anyways, just right. in the way that it kind of, that we have to sort of fill in our English, like, yeah, we use extra stuff, yeah. you know, <laughs> to be able well, to explain typically things. Typically it, it, from what I understand, Greek puts the main subject of the sentence at the beginning. Right, right, right. That and too. so that's point the reader would understand like, oh, this is the most important thing about the sentence. Right. But then. It doesn't always like it's not readable right. in, in an English way that how we put things. Yeah. So if even you just did it in like like a literal word for word and you were just to put it in order, it would just be like kind of nonsensical. Yes. And so that's why it's like understanding how it's like understanding how Greek works, but then also understanding about how the language is that you're translating it into works. Yes. And so it's just like, yeah, you wouldn't translate it into Spanish the same way as English because they might have different ways they function mm-hmm. or even in the way that 
span the placement of the article or the mm-hmm. or the predicate whoa nice <laughs> nouns and husband verbs. of hum, husband <laughs> of an english teacher <laughs> yeah exactly um but um yeah it just you, you want to understand both languages and then make it make sense yeah and so i like the two primary types right i think are more of that like word for word and, yeah. then, and then the thought for thought yes there's also like paraphrase is there something uh-huh. else i'm forgetting i forget like, i feel like those are the three main buckets like three main mm-hmm. yeah okay so then yeah, it's like which which bucket does it fall in, and mm-hmm. then does it try to create that based off the original the the best the original languages, yeah, um, with the different kind of manuscripts that they have for that, yeah, um, or is it just because some just like are using are kind of just going off of like a a previous English translation, mm-hmm. and um, so anyway, okay, so yeah, we talk through the dynamic equivalence, yes, uh, thought of for thought, different translations, yeah. Um, we mentioned that the two that we use typically in teaching here at Calvary are the NASB 95 Did edition. you like when I was yeah. talking about that? Which is true because <laughs> the, the new update came out a couple years ago. It's a helpful, good it's translation, yeah. but I think there's just little tiny details about the 95 that we like. Especially in contrast to the NLT. Yes. Okay, keep going. Yeah. Sorry. And then the NLT is, <laughs> gosh, I've been probably the last year teaching almost primarily from the NLT mm-hmm, Me too. Um, because of two reasons. One is that it's in the seat racks in our sanctuary. Yep. So people can <laughs> grab that and kind of read the same yeah. you know, wording that, and that I'm reading from uh, the second reason. And this was kind of blew me away to be honest, but we, as you mentioned in the sermon, we met with some translators here from Calvary that mm-hmm. are part of our, um, you know, sending missionary crew mm-hmm. and they were really excited about the NLT and the mm-hmm. ability the NLT had, as you said, to translate well mm-hmm. and accurately, mm-hmm. but also the ABCs, right? Accurate, beautiful, and clear. Yeah. And they felt like the NLT was by far yeah. at that point when we talked last two years ago, Oh no, guys, I think the NLT is where you need to, to land. Yep. It was really interesting, huh? Yeah. And they even said a little more than I could even say on Sunday because I was just like, oh man, I'm gonna, I gotta be careful. Because I could just, I was like, I gotta be careful because I could go on for like 20 minutes on this. Um, but so I was trying to be brief, but also they said, f- you have to think about your audience. Yeah. Um, who is the audience that you are going to be like either preaching to or providing these Bibles for. Yes. And it's a very, so we are in America, first of all. Mm-hmm. So, and we're an English speaking country. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in Orange County, which mm-hmm. also is a relatively diverse area mm-hmm. as a diverse group of people. And we have all ages mm-hmm. and all um, experiences with the Bible, like all yes. like levels of different experience people with the Bible that memorized and scripture when they were seven and people yep. who got their first Bible three months ago. Exactly. And so you've got all those different people and then the Bible that you're going to preach out of and have in the back of the seat in front of you should be the most accessible to the person that doesn't have a lot of experience with yes. the Bible. Yes. Um, but what's cool is it also can kind of say it in a little bit of a different enough way from like the Bible maybe they grew up with, whether mm-hmm. that was a King James or an NIV, mm-hmm. it might say it like a little bit different. And then that's good for those old like people mm-hmm. like me, honestly, like right. so I'm not saying you're old, just, you know, I'm saying like I'm old. Uh, Appreciate it. <laughs> and then it's just to kind of like get you to think a little bit like, oh, yeah. whoa, I didn't really think of it that way. That yeah. is also accurate, beautiful and clear but it just is like a little bit different than the one I grew up with. And that's been both my love and my frustration with NLT is that like, oh yeah, this is helping me see this in fresh eyes. We just looked at Romans 15 Mm -hmm. uh, too, just a few minutes ago outside Mm -hmm. this podcast. And we were looking at like, oh, it's 
the way that says that is good. It's not how I remembered it, but it's good. Yes. Uh, it's, it's a new way of thinking, not, not new way of thinking, but it's fresh. Yes. Fresh wording. I think that's also frustrating for me because as a person who's tried to memorize scripture in the past yeah. or has just ways that I've loved hearing scripture. And then when I come across the NLT, I'm like, wait, that's not what it's supposed to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it's, exactly. that's not true, but it's just like my own tradition. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up with the little Christian school I went to. We used a new American standard Bible, but it mm-hmm. was like the 1970 something mm-hmm. edition or yeah. whatever. Cause it was in the like late seventies yeah. and eighties. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, like we, that's what I grew up with that. And with the NIV, yeah. like kind of the old original kind of more, you know, I think 84 sure. NIV. Yeah. Um, and like most of the scripture I have memorized is from the NIV. Yeah just at least from my upbringing. Uh-huh. And so then you're just like, uh, or so you come across like Psalm 23. Yes. And dude, you're like, exactly. wait a minute. This is not how yeah. I remember recalling it. And like, um, I, I was talking to some translators and they said they actually, um, they think about that with the verses like the Lord's prayer, mm-hmm. especially and like Psalm 23, mm-hmm. some of these super classically memorized yeah. passages of scripture. And they actually um, sometimes will default to kind of what like maybe like the King James did or Uh something because it's so in the ingrained ingrained in the culture, you know, of what that is, as long as it's not as long as they don't like disagree with it or something. But they try to keep that even if in other passages they might be like, well, let's like let's do something different. So I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah, that is. Um, So. okay, so. Yeah. uh, sort of in the same kind of conversation, I think the NLT is helpful because you can buy NLTs now that have excellent study materials with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that I'd say um, throughout the ESV, which I know you don't love, but it's don't. another um, yeah. translation that's yeah. out there and yeah. they have good study notes on that one. And then, um, and then NIV has a good study Bible as well. Mm-hmm. Now, some people disagree. They're like, no, I don't want any study notes in my Bible oh, because yeah. some people that kind of like, I don't like to highlight or, circle right in the margins of my Bible. Cause I want it to be fresh every time I read it. And yeah. I feel like it's living, it's a living active document. And mm-hmm. so the spirit of God can even show me new things I've never seen before each time I open it, where if I have the study notes or my own notes, mm-hmm. then I'm kind of just run to those quickly. And mm-hmm. so I understand that argument too, but I also think for some of the background stuff, it's always helpful to be like, Oh yeah, that's who it was written to. Oh yeah, that's right. That verse is referring back to Leviticus 19. Like yep. those things I, I like having in my Bible. And I feel like those three translations do an excellent job of having options for that. Yep. Where the NASB, as far as I know, doesn't have a study Bible I, I know. version. I think there are a couple of them, but I don't think I love the ones that there are. Uh-huh. Um, I also don't like the ESV one and highly don't recommend it. <laughs> um, so like we, we should maybe make that a future, uh, <laughs> podcast topic because i have a little different thought on it yeah that's true um but anyway i'm gonna hold back because i have a whole lot of thoughts about it um (laughs) (laughs) but i do like i grew up again like i said with the i had the niv study bible yeah kind of the thick one with notes on the like the bottom almost like third or half of the page was like all notes and as like someone growing up in the faith and even i mean i went to christian school for a while Mm -hmm. i didn't go to christian high school but like I had some, I had some previous knowledge, but when I was reading my Bible, that really helped me. Yeah. And so I think the whole, like have the Bible with no notes in it thing is actually really good for a long time believer. Huh. Um, 
And like, I think that's good for me now to have that. And then I just read it without being like affected by the notes. And I think even like a newer reader out there of the Bible should try to read it without looking down at your notes, let's Uh, say, uh just just read it and just like try like and and pray and ask the spirit to like lead you and guide you and knowing what this means. And then kind of look at the notes and have some confirmation Mm -hmm. of maybe what that was Mm -hmm. or um, or to help you, like you specifically said, which was really, um, really on it, um, is about like the context and the audience and the, yeah. what cross when was this written cross references are good, especially yeah. when it's like new Testament's quoting old Testament. Yeah. Where's this follow it? Where's right. this in the old Testament? All that kind of stuff. So yeah. really good. So, um, yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I agree yeah. that I think it can be helpful for people. A couple other good so, resources yeah. out there. And this whole study note thing, um, is, there, there's it's, maybe it's an obscure website. I think when you Google it, it might come up in one of those first couple pages, but it's called BibleHub.com. Oh, yeah. And BibleHub.com, when you pull up a verse, so say let's do Luke uh, 7, um, 36 through 50. When it pops up on that verse, there's like a bunch of different options. There's an interlinear Bible where you can click on it and it will show you different um, like um, accompanying gospels that have the same passage in it. There's also a Greek, if it's in the New Testament or a Hebrew hyperlink. That's mm-hmm. in that kind of top content space. You hit on that and it will walk you through the Greek words of that passage. You can click on those words and it goes to Strawn's concordance, which then breaks down the definition and the places that that same word is used, the different ways that it's used in the scriptures. It's a free resource. Yep. It's a very helpful. You don't have to have really a ton of knowledge of Greek or Hebrew yep. to even just navigate it well. So if you're find yourself teaching a life group or you have a Bible study in your home or just even for your own enjoyment, or even we'd highly recommend you read the passage before we Sorry. come um, yeah. teach it on a Sunday yeah. might be helpful for you just to dig through a resource like that. And then of course we mentioned it a lot, but um, the U version um, mm-hmm. Bible, it's free app. You can put on your phone. They have a thing. I was just reminded about this on Saturday. They have a verse of the day. It just pops up every mm-hmm. day. It's just a great thing. It can be like your screensaver, just yeah. like a little notification, but just another reminder of like opening God's word, letting it sit with you, not just on Sundays, but throughout the week. And then one more resource is um, Bible Gateway, which I know a lot of people know about, but just in case you don't, BibleGateway.com. And that will, you know, you put in Luke 7 and you can, you can read it in what, like 50 versions, maybe more? Uh, honestly, probably more. Yeah. <laughs> and like every language of the world. Yes. You know, which is, I mean, same with you version, I guess you said, yeah. but yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah it's really good. I, I use Bible Gateway like almost every day every yeah <laughs> i would say the same thing yeah right pretty, or you know what's been helpful for me basic, i'm like oh, okay i know that word like I f- i'm trying to chase a word right uh-huh. it's like i know that word is said throughout the bible where is it yep. you like literally type in grace uh, that's probably a bad example because you have too much but no, but it was good. like grrr, it yeah. was populate all the verses that that's in yeah that's good. really fun um i also like this other one it's like it's just like one step more technical than the other ones uh is stepbible.org is the other one i use like almost every week um and it takes like a second to kind of get your page set up so that might be the only part that's a little challenging but you can click on stuff and it guides you to um like the same similar kind of they just use different they don't just use strongs but they also have like language Mm -hmm. um stuff about like what these Greek words mean and mm-hmm. it kind of gets you deeper. Yeah. And I found this like site to just be a little simpler hmm. than any of the, like, like the logos or yeah. whatever, you know, like, which also costs money. Yeah. So logos and accordance and 
something else. I forget what else yeah. there is, but um, are some of these more paid Bible study softwares uh-huh. that I, as a seminary trained pastor, find frustrating. A little clunky. <laughs> yeah, they're just difficult for me Although to use. Although Logos wants to sponsor our oh, pod, hey, I'd be happy hey. to. <laughs> I know. Although I have a paid version that I like, literally never use. Uh, <laughs> not like a subscription. It was just like paid a long time ago. <laughs> but I do. I literally never use it. Um, not, a, not thought for thought, never. Like word for word, never. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's a good little aside. Yeah, I hope that's helpful for yeah. listener. And my my kind of point on Sunday that I want to reiterate here is it's a it's kind of a yes and like hmm. it's not a either or like the NASB ninety five is a more word for word translation and that is really needed sometimes yeah. and I think they get it more right sometimes yeah. let's say and then the NLT is more thought for thought. And it's really needed, and they get it more right sometimes. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. I was talking to Trevor Barnes, one of our pastors here. Ooh, the, shout out, Trevor! Always in the sound booth on Sundays. But um, he was talking about how I can't remember if it was like the difference of like the NLT versus ESV, or it might have been to any to any of the more ESVs. Mm-hmm. ESV is a more word for word, even mm-hmm. though all my hate on it. But it's a <laughs> it's a more word for word similar to the NASB. Yeah, um, they just um, NASB has a better translating process, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so then um, it was uh, the story of Esther. Yeah. And I think it's like most of the other Bible translations say like the gallows where Haman was hung on the gallows. Mm-hmm. And the NLT just says he was put like on a pole or something uh. like I forget the exact words and we could look it up. You yeah. guys could look it up in the story of Esther. And they make the decision to say on a pole because in that like area at that time he it was more like that this word just means like up on a like in the hebrew it's just like on the wood structure Mm. it's not like Mm -hmm. it doesn't say they didn't have rope hanging like the wild west (laughs) in persia or wherever right you know and uh (laughs) and so um but it was more like he was probably put impaled on a spike on display is like what they would have done in that day yeah and so the nlt is like we have this knowledge of history and how this would have been. And so when it says wood structure in the Hebrew, we're going to say it was like impaled on a pole yeah, because that's what it was. Right. You know? And so that is like both kind of took choices. Yeah. So gallows is more of a word that would have been comfortable here in, you know, in America mm-hmm. in the last hundred years or let's say, or 200 mm-hmm. years. Um, like just people would know what that means of being yeah. hung but then, so then they say gallows, but yeah. then it probably wasn't a gallows, you know, right. but then that word for impaled on a spike wasn't yeah. actually in the language right. either. It was just right. on a wood structure. Yeah. So anyway, that's just kind that's of an interesting example. Yeah. yeah. Cause everybody, the, the, the point we want you to understand is like all translations are making choices about interpretation, not just translation. Sure. So they're having to make some choices you want to use one that is making faithful choices. And it's yep. all my joking hate on the ESV. Mm-hmm. It's, it's making good faithful choices. It's like, yeah. a, it's a good translation. I'm yeah. not like here to say it's sure. a bad translation. Um, I actually like use it here and there. Yeah. Um, and then, so, you know, but like, there's probably 10 that we're like, you and I are like comfortable using, yeah. you yeah. know, I don't know, some others. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. It's there's some choices where like I don't like that choice, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna cross reference to see what other choices were made. Mm-hmm. Some of that, how do you even know if you like the choice? Right. Part of that is well, do I have to be a Greek scholar, or Hebrew scholar? 
Maybe. Right. I think right. some of you listening to this need to like dig in yeah. and like go, yeah, for, go it. for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love that. But then others, maybe it's like, okay, let me do some cross-referencing. Let me ask my other people that have mm-hmm. been studying this for a while to help me understand. Or what's well, a good translation for a new believer. I have a neighbor who comes from a Jewish background. It would be a good translation. You know, those type yeah. of things would be helpful. I would stay away from translations that are done by one person. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, As your primary Bible. Yes. yes. So two examples that are the Passion Bible and yeah. uh, the Message by Eugene Peterson. Yeah. Now, I think both of those translations had people that maybe spoke in or edited it with them, yeah. but there was a primary translator. And I think there's some wisdom in a council of people wrestling with this together. Yeah. Now, in the NIV, I think they would have translators, scholars that would tackle a book. Yeah, so like Daryl Bach took Luke, right? Which can you imagine? That'd be insane. Like know, I'm translating this book for yes, but they had a council that would then speak into it, poke holes at this. Like, why'd you choose this word? You mm-hmm. need to defend this. So I think there's some wisdom versus one person. Mm-hmm. And even frankly, Martin Luther, like the German, <laughs> right? <laughs> like right. going up into a tower and he translated the Bible in like three weeks. And it's right. like, well, I don't know. I think there's probably better processes. Yeah, out there. Now, does that mean the passion, the message, and the Luther Bible are not to be read. No, but right. I think to do that within right. uh, maybe the context of some other translations that were done with more input. Right. I agree. I agree. I've heard some more negative things about the Passion Bible that it's just making some ex- choices that are a little more extreme. Sure. And I, I actually like love the message, but I would never have that be my primary Bible. I think yeah. it would just be to like add light yeah. or add a, add flavor, yes. add a little bit of flavor. If you're like, Oh, let me read this also in the message. Yeah. I think you know? any of those three translations could do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, so if you've got, uh, you know, uh, NLT, uh, NASB, a new King James, a CSB an ESV, I don't know. Uh, even like a NRSV is not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if you've got like whatever else we yeah. could think of. So, yeah. Um, CSB is getting a lot more sort of popularity out there and it yeah. seems to be good to me, but, yeah. um, anyway, that's probably enough on that. Uh, so yeah, but if you have more questions on that or some of these other things we've talked about, we'd love to hear from you. Yes. Podcast at calvarylife.org. Um, I'm sure there's listeners that are like, you guys are dummies and <laughs> uh, well, I know more about this than you yes. and that's fine. You probably do. Absolutely. Uh, but, uh, we are as pastors, we're, uh, general <laughs> practitioners, right? Exactly. So we know a little bit about a yeah. lot, but not, again, a, not a lot about a little. And we're talking about this based on like, just where we didn't do any pre like research about <laughs> yes. that. It's just like our knowledge of the subject. So yes. don't like copy paste a giant article for us, you yes. know? <laughs> Or do so, but have, or do have so. Grace yeah, exactly. Um, so, so speaking of that, do we have any questions today? We do have a couple questions for okay. the pod. Okay. Uh, one is just a uh, more of a comment, and uh-huh. it is from new listener Mark says, "Yahoo, you have another listener." Yes, that makes two. Been listening for the last three weeks, comma at normal speed. <laughs> winky, winky, smiley face. <laughs> Uh, so I like that. Thank you, Mark. That is Thank awesome. You Thank you for speak. <laughs> uh, it, does it ever kind of make you a little bit sad if people listen to it at extra speed? Because it's just like, no, I want you to take it in how we intended in its original languages. Would it make you sad if I told you I may listen to it at extra speed? No. That's funny. It doesn't actually make me sad, but All it's right. just sort of funny. But um, I, that did make me, I looked up 
uh, some things uh-huh. that, uh, interestingly, for some reason, last, I don't know if I want to say how many listens, but <laughs> last week's had like a hundred more than the weeks before. What? I know. I don't know why. Wait, we're triple digits? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's that... definitely not. It's definitely not even close to quadruple digits, but it's triple digits. <laughs> wow. We'll keep it there. I don't know if I feel worthy to steward that kind of audience. That's, <laughs> And I think I counted we've done 31 or 30. No, no. This is the 33rd episode this year. Okay. 33rd episode this year. Way and it's the beginning of October. Yeah. So we've had a bunch of episodes yeah. this year. We've done a good job. Yeah. Um, that's, that's all the stats we want to give you. But now <laughs> we'll read you one other. Does it, does it also, is this, any stats show you how long people listen? Like. Oops, Ron, Ron podcast. I, I meant to go to Calvary Chapel Downey. <laughs> no, these are just the Podbean numbers, which is kind of like the thing we use to send it out to everything else. Oh, okay. And I don't totally understand how things appear on this as a listen, yeah. but it must be from the other servers, but I just don't totally get it. Okay. Um, we need to start listening to it ourselves to kind of like get the numbers up more. Yeah. I just don't. <laughs> we'll just listen to it. We'll have bots. Just listen, listen to, to it over and over. And over. <laughs> Does that work like that? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, we were also talking to a couple people, a uh, couple twin sisters on uh, Sunday. Shout out. Um, yeah. Shout Kelly out. and Alyssa. Yeah. Kelly and Alyssa. So we, we've been getting, I think, Kelly and Alyssa's feedback. We need to discuss this, this whole issue because this okay. also relates to the email, the other email we got. Okay. okay. So I'll read this other email. Okay. We'll, I'll, we'll talk about Kelly and Alyssa's commentary. I'm ready. Specifically Kelly's cause she was a little mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kelly, no, it was fun mean, but like, so Keely, uh-huh. uh, who sent another email, yeah, has go, said, Keely. your listener would like you to have another podcast segment on the latest Taylor Travis news. <laughs> And further explanation on why Eric's daughters make Eric a Taylor expert and Matt's daughters don't make Matt a Taylor expert. <laughs> Thanks for the fun and the serious each week, oh. Keely. So, Ke- Keely, very much appreciate your email. Yes, Keely. And Kelly, very much appreciate your commentary and Alyssa as well. What, what was Kelly's commentary? So, she was like calling me out like I was saying stuff wrong about Taylor stuff. Okay. And I'm like... The Swifties will come after you if you sw- get anything wrong. They, they will they will come after you. But I think, I think I'm nailing this, this Swifty stuff. Okay. And so, I don't think I should be being treated poorly for this. Okay. What was she saying you did wrong? I'm trying to even remember now. Okay. This is kind of, maybe I feel, maybe I have like a decent self-esteem because I just forget what people say when they <laughs> critique me. Um. <laughs> well, first of all, Kelly and Alyssa and Keely, thank you for listening. Thank you for being one of our yes. 100 patrons of listening. More than that. Whoa. 101? More than that. Can I keep going? Yeah. 120? <laughs> More than that. 190? More than that. What? Yeah. 300? Less than that. Okay. <laughs> wow. Thank you, everybody. I know. It's I nice. I don't know what your lives look like that you consider this worthy of an hour of your time, yeah. but thank you. Kelly Ossini was making her laugh us, like our little banter. Boy, she, likes, she likes the banter, she said, more than the serious. Okay. And so I was like, oh, no, because I felt like so. And don't worry. If you like the serious, don't worry. We're not going to like go to all banter or something. Yeah. But like some people fast forward the serious Yes. Or fast forward the banter to get to the series. And some people skip the series and only it's do the It's kind of like dinner and dessert. There's like big fans of dessert. There's yeah. big fans of dinner. You can enjoy both or you can just skip to yeah, one. Yeah. That was one of my biggest decisions when I was an adult. Like, you know what? I'm just going to have ice cream for dinner. That's amazing. <laughs> that was also the end of my 
yeah. uh, health. <laughs> yeah, and then you just felt disgusting <laughs> yeah. when you tried to go to bed that night. Yeah, but I also um, heard John was running. Our, our buddy John was running, listening to the pod, and mm-hmm. he l- stopped and had to laugh out loud. Yeah, isn't that awesome? Yeah. That's well, amazing. But yeah, so this whole Taylor... Taylor Travis, okay. uh, Kelsey We're situation. We're going to really talk about this again? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's like a very important um, pop culture <laughs> issue right yeah. now. Travis, Kelsey, tight end on the Chiefs. Yes. Taylor Swift, some unknown musician from New Jersey. <laughs> Rumored to be dating. <laughs> she was at her second game yeah. of okay. the year this weekend. Can I just say, there's a backlash coming to this whole thing. Yeah. It's like, I can feel the wave coming. Yeah. If she's at next week's game, like, stop showing her on TV. Mm-hmm. Like, just watch football. I think there's going to be, like, hardcore fans. Are gonna be like, yeah. And she brought this week, too. It wasn't just her up there with the Kelsey family. It was Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. Oh, and wow. it was Hugh Jackman. And there's, like, multiple celebrities up there. Okay. So I think that also is bringing this, like, oh, I'm bringing all the glitz and glamoury people yeah. now. NFL's going Hollywood. Yes, NFL's going Hollywood. Yeah. Or Nashville. Or could you argue as a Swifty, <laughs> yeah. could you argue, this is beneath Taylor Swift to come to a football game. She's like an international star. There's millions that like follow her. Why is she like mm-hmm. lowering herself to data, you know, football player who happens to be really good? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting because he does, he has a podcast that was pretty highly rated okay. before, but uh-huh. now is the number one podcast. You know oh, this? Wow. So that's kind of like maybe. It like boosted him. Yeah. He has a, there is a documentary um, about him and his brother. Oh boy. So this, that's like on the top five list of Amazon now. Uh Like, so he hosted SNL. Uh He's like, not just, he's trying to do the Peyton Manning thing. Like not just a football player, but he's crossing over into other avenues. Yeah, I'm just, I'm concerned for both. And there's going to be a big backlash on both of them. I just feel like that's coming. Yeah, I agree. There's no such thing though, as a Swifty backlash against Taylor. Oh, she can do no wrong in their eyes. Okay. So maybe Kelly will understand me more now when I say this. <laughs> she'll so, agree with that. Yeah, I think she'll agree with that. Like, it is all, like, all the risk, and and even Lauren McGonigal agreed with me in an email to us in response to last episode uh, that we forgot to read because it was sent to our personal emails, um, but was that, like, everything, all the 100% risk is on Travis. Huh. He will go down for this. Okay. If he does anything wrong... <laughs> He will suffer. There'll be a song written about him and then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they'll like camp outside of his house. Oh, like like that level. I mean, there's like normal, like just fans. Yeah. And then there's crazy Swifties. And then there's like psychos. Right. As you two, would you describe they have similar fans or no? I I mean, it's just a different. I mean, they're all like in their 50s and 60s. So it's (laughs) kind of a little tired. tired. (laughs) They don't have the energy. I was going to camp out in front of Bono's hotel room, but I fell asleep yeah. at nine. Yeah. I'll like feel young at the shows and I'm 49, you know, and so, <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. Like what, how, what is this whole thing you think Keely's saying about how your daughter? I think I mentioned last week that something about your daughters were super interested in this, but yeah. mine weren't. Is that Maybe what Maybe that's why. Cause yeah, your daughter, yeah. your daughters probably would not classify themselves as Swifties. No, I don't think they could name a song. Whoa. I don't think so. Wow. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Okay, guys, this is podcast at calvarylife.org. Like, do you think that's true? We're we're a little sheltered. We we don't have TV or running water. <laughs> uh, we just got electricity last week. 
I feel like you're. We have a horse and buggy like that takes us to church. Eden, sure, maybe she doesn't. Yeah. But Lily, you can't be in college and not have yeah, heard Taylor I'm sure, Swift songs. Yeah, that's a that's a big statement. I shouldn't say. Yeah, that. I'm sure Lily has. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I will say yes. My girls definitely have, <laughs> and I've heard so much so that I probably know like all the words to most of the songs. Um, <laughs> and what I, they, what and they I call think it's decent. What do, what do they call a male? I think it's good. Uh, Taylor Swift fan. Isn't oh, there like a name for it or something? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't a, know. a dad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, and then my girls went to the there, went to the show, There too. was. I saw this over the summer, but when Taylor Swift was touring, they would, like, take photos of all these dads waiting outside the concert yeah. venue, like, to pick up their girl, their teen yeah, girls or like something, or preteen girls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. All right, that's probably enough. I'm sorry, guys. I apologize for that. Uh, although I didn't, there was emails, but yeah, you know, I didn't like bring it up out of the blue. No, no. We, we talk about what <laughs> you want to talk about, listener. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh my. Okay. Okay. Well, it's good. Good day. Yes. Good episode. Yeah. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. We appreciate it. You might not get an episode next week. Yeah. So we are, we are traveling pastoral retreat. Yes. But I cannot wait to give you a full report on my first weekend of U2 shows. As well as my sermon, right? Yeah. Well, I probably won't watch it. <laughs> I'll ask you. I'll just look at the Bible and ask you the questions I think you should have said. <laughs> what did you say? Although, if we put it off a week, we'll have two. We'll have my sermon yeah, again. Yeah, that's true. We'll do back to back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. All right. Thanks, Matt. And thank you for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. I'm 21. No. You can't talk again over that. Stop it. Stop it. I was 22. No, What's the song? Hey, I was. Uh, Cover up, I guess. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.